I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Card Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about the hobby that you love, flipping cards. We discuss the convergence of sports, culture, and collectibles. We've got you covered on what to buy, from the next breakout rookie to the new hot release on the way, and how to find all the gems. We'll break it all down. So sit back, listen up, and get ready to turn your hobby into a money-making business. Welcome to Car Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today is going to be a completely full uh, podcast episode. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about trimming cards in the video that was with Evan Mathis and the rounds it made on social media. We will get into that today. We're going to talk about Fanatics Live. They just announced that they're launching that. They're on social now. What does that mean for the hobby and live selling in the future? We're going to talk about a Black Knight Crystal Shard PSA 10 sale, sold for over 30k, uh, all-time record for any Fortnite card, Hasbula 101, sold for six figures, and then he got arrested. We'll talk about that. The NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, latest launch, all sorts of stuff. So big episode today. But first, we will start with the usual. We'll start with what's on your mind. Ty's got a little grin on his face. He looks ready to go. He's, He's fired up. Big day for Ty, so we'll start with Tyler. Ty, what's on your mind today? Tuesday morning, 9.52 a.m. Look at us getting off the uh, off the grid. Getting a good start off the grid. That was a reference to F1 Miami. Mm. We just announced 52 minutes ago kind of the 1.37 p.m. key, which is our Web3 NFT digital collectible platform that I'm nervous. I got one of those like little pits in the stomach. We've been working on it a lot. It's a big launch for us, and I'm excited to find ways that we're going to integrate card talk and play the week winners and all that jazz. I played in a charity golf outing yesterday at Alpine Country Club. It was pretty sweet. City Harvest with Nate, some of the gang. Nate, one of my good friends, is a uh, scratch golfer, and it's just pretty wild to watch a scratch golfer play golf. I would do anything to be a scratch golfer. He's so good. He's really, like, really Anything. Good. I, and I was like... I mean, I can at least drive the ball, like, up impressively, I would say. And every time, he's still another 15 yards out past me. Uh, the Knicks were depressing. Devin Booker is just really fun to watch play basketball comparatively. Starting to get warm here in New York City. Really feels like we turned the tide. We're sending you some beautiful weather. It's been nice here, and we sent it to you. You should be there today because it was very nice here yesterday. It was like 78 degrees. It was perfect. It's premium. It's premium. Yeah, it's really um, nice out right now. We got Mother's Day going on this Sunday. So just, you know, wrapping my head around how I'm going to do a big for Mom Dukes. Those are the things that's on my mind. Short, sweet, succinct today. <laughs> Lou, what about you? I mean, listen, I'm really only focused on one thing, and I got right. my favorite card of the year delivered to me. So I just want to talk about how much I love it. I just want it every day. I want to look at it every day. It's next to my desk. I pull it out of this little box that they ship it in, and I look at it every day, and it's my favorite thing. I think we need to find a way to make more meme cards. I think they exist out there, like in different forms and fashions, but I just want more things like this, who do you think you are, I am in my life, because I look at it and I laugh, and that's what cards are supposed to be for. So, Also, King of Collectibles, I'm not sure if you guys ended up catching up fully or not. I want to talk about that whenever you're ready. So, I watched all six. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. What a program. Yeah, it was very I, well done. It's like fun, right? It's like a fun collectible show. It's not as hardcore cardy, I think, as people thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, some of those collections, again, you just wouldn't be able to see them else, you know, otherwise. What about the Mac watch? That was pretty sick, huh? Yeah, that was like it's cool to see like that technology like in its infancy days and just understand what it turned into yeah i also want to do a separate show or at least like a you know how they had james corden has his show tyler and then they had card uh carpool karaoke became like its own monster right yep all yep, on its yep, own. yep so i think can collectibles is james corden and then the father and son item scouts i forget their names apologies if 
anyone at the Golden team is listening, and I don't remember their name. I'm very sorry. But the father and son who are out on the road going to all these different places trying to find cards, I could watch hours of just it's them its and the car going back and forth. It's so funny. And they go to these random houses, and this guy's like, I have this crazy baseball card collection, but I'm going to make you sell these Beanie Babies first. That's hilarious. So I could watch <laughs> that all day. I like that. You know what it made me think of? The show Joey. Yes. That was Shout another, out Joey. That was another offshoot. Uh-huh. I, did, I got like six episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. Was gone, me, so. yeah got Which stuff? Joey. It was a spinoff Joey, of Friends. Yeah, Joey's a spinoff of Friends. Just like the spinoff shows. That that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, got Joey got seasons? his own show. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was not very funny. But I, I you know. Ted Lasso. Another one. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso was a commercial. a commercial. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was like a bumper piece of content. Mm-hmm. It was a 15-second bumper on NBC Sports. You know something we should talk about? Like, I think we missed an opportunity to talk about this. I literally just had an epiphany out of this because you talked about Ted Lasso. This is not what's on my mind, but it just came to me. Like, But it is on your mind. So it's now on your mind, but so, it's yeah, not what's on your mind. It could be on my mind now. Like, the, well, I could. The Ryan Reynolds, is it Wrexham? Yeah, Wrexham. That story is like, yeah, Nanaland. Have you watched the show? Wild. No, I haven't even. Oh seen Oh my it. god, it's so good. The show. That's just crazy. Like they got promoted. Like, uh, I saw something on. I think it was on Twitter. Again, like I'm just spitballing off of like a headline reading here, so don't hold me to this. Yeah, but facts like, don't matter. The the yeah, facts don't matter. That's awesome. Uh, right. The two owners is it? It's Rob and Ryan. Yeah, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. Sent the team to Vegas. Told them, like, hey, keep your credit cards at home. Sent them to Vegas to, like, celebrate. Like, they spent three or four days in Vegas partying. Like, that story is, like, that's crazy. Just, but like times in Banana Land. Did you see, there was a clip about uh, the keeper. So, the the goalie for Wrexham, they brought back kind of out of retirement. Uh, I believe that's where he first started. But the punchline of what I'm trying to say is Ryan Reynolds gave him one of the gloves from the original Deadpool filming as a gift because he's like, I see you always giving your gloves away to people. And now I want to give you a gift. I'm going to give you one of the gloves from the original Deadpool. And he doesn't have, he would have gave both, but he gave one away in a make a wish thing. And I mean, that's like talk about a collectible. The original Deadpool glove from filming, but the whole thing is sick. Those two are doing it like incredibly properly. I mean, it feels like everything Ryan Reynolds touches is gold, and I don't want to doubt yeah. his partner. But I saw he was trying to be. Wasn't he in a bid to buy the Senators? Yes. Yeah, he's always trying to buy sports teams now. It's like a thing. He's because he's Canadian. He's trying to trying to get back to the roots. Yeah, they're living the dream. Kind of of like you buy a sports team, you just completely integrate yourself with the town. You make them really good. Everybody loves you, and you just keep winning. They uh, they also entered a team like a like a like a B team, if you will, into this the soccer tournament. I don't know if you remember the basketball tournament TBT. Oh, they're doing a soccer version of they're it. They're doing a soccer version of it, million dollar That's cash cool. prize, and they entered like a JV team. Hmm. Just branding, smart branding. What's on your mind, right? Uh, what's on my mind? Uh, one of the things rocking the Ohio State basketball team today, uh, Bronny James is a USC Trojan. Tough beat. Yeah, tough for sure. And on that same topic of missing out on top tier prospects, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, got third in the NHL draft ladder. So not even the second best player in the draft. Uh, I believe I talked about it before, but I think I even said it on Car Talk that there was no way we were going to get one and two. It was definitely going to go our way where we were going to get three, miss out on like the generational prospect that is Connor Bedard, miss out on the second best kid, and then, you know, just kind of, you know, get your your pick of the litter after that. So shout out to... What were your odds? Second best, 13.5. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little tough then. Losing yeah. that spot. So they gave it to Chicago, right? Definitely was rigged for sure. Going on the rig train. Did you did you watch the draft? Yes. Did you see how they announced that CBJ wouldn't be picking would be picking third before they even showed the card over? Come, come on, man. They just know out. though. <laughs> it's a broadcast. Yeah, but they didn't thing. even show the card. They're just like, yeah, Anaheimer, Anaheimer. They know when they're Chicago. coming out. I'm just like, oh well, here we go. It's in. The fix is in. 
So uh, Chicago made a lot of sense, right? You lose Taze to retirement. Kane goes to New York. Big market, original six. Like, you're like, yeah, hey, yeah, here we go. And, yep, CBJ, third. So that sucked. Bronny James going to USC, not coming to Columbus. Can't say I'm super surprised with that, with his parents, you know, obviously being his family being out there. I didn't see. Yeah, like no one ever leaves their hometown for college. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't Especially when that. your dad talks about a college in Ohio, like every chance he gets. Yeah, and his, uh, you know. Always sending the football team stuff and the basketball team. And man, geez. So you think LeBron will become a, like a USC guy now forever? Is that how that's going to work? I don't know. I hope not. I hope it doesn't affect Ohio State. That would be tough. Does LeBron give money to Ohio State? Well, I don't know about that. I'm not sure if that's public or private information. I've never looked and I don't know. I mean, he sends them Beats headphones and shoes and shirts and gear all the time, like regularly. So especially the NIL now. The USC thing is right for Brownie. Talk about it's a good spot for him. Not, not you talking about like not leaving home. Yeah, it's just like it's L.A. Uh, it's like yeah. what's he gonna? Yeah, no, just this is not a shot. This is not no just. Yeah, what's he gonna go live in Columbus for a year? Yeah, like and they're gonna, gonna take the them. PJ to like the games all the time, and like yeah, he's gonna have superstars sitting side, you know, and that's yeah. huge for NIL and everything. And they have a good team, so he's not going somewhere and like has to like be the face and the guy fully obviously he'll be the face but they got a lot of other talent and uh yep it'll be cool to see it's good for college basketball for sure in general he's gonna uh, be there a couple years too you don't think he's a one and done guy no he's not good enough i don't think you want him to develop no way he's a hundred percent going one and done most people say he's not even a lottery pick so if his dad's not done with the lakers after next year why would he leave his contract is he's literally going to be a free agent he, it's literally going to be right. a one so, two a so one-two package with Bronny. Okay, so if the Lakers are still in championship contention, why would he leave the Lakers to go to another team that is going to draft his son? Because the condition is going to be you have to draft Bronny. Because he's not going to care about winning at that point. He wants to play the son to be done. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think that's not a dead Ty, giveaway. what do you think? I don't think he plays. I don't think the economics are big enough for him to stay in there for more than one year. That's probably right, but I think he's... And we talk about sports opera and all that, like... Yeah, Lou, I'm not arguing... I'm definitely not arguing right or wrong. Should he stay? Is he good enough? I just think the allure of getting LeBron James and Bronny will make him a higher pick than he should be. If LeBron wants to leave the Lakers, then yeah. But if not, I don't foresee a situation. Unless the Lakers take him in the second round or something. Like, I can't foresee a situation where... I just thought everything I had seen so far was that LeBron James set his contract up to be a free agent yes. when his son could come in the league because that's what he wanted to do. I just think at I mean at that point he'll be what 40 at 40 years old he'll want to play with Bronny more than he'll want to. We've been saying that about LeBron for years and like the guy's not the best player in the Lakers but he's kind of, you know, just beating down the Warriors like So this is a perfect transition because we obviously are going to talk about the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Um I saw something on Twitter today, and I didn't ever want to have this take, but I think it makes a lot of sense. It it was a tweet, and it said, I think it's time for the NBA to give this man his credit. And it was a picture of Kevin Durant as a warrior, because the conversation was like, hey, KD just went to win all those rings. They didn't need him. He just wanted to hop on there and win some rings. And the Warriors are getting beat by the Lakers, and they're down three to one, and they're about to get sent home with Clay, Draymond, Steph, Jordan Poole, like the squad. And I was like, it makes a lot of sense that maybe KD was a bigger piece of that puzzle than we give credit for. And I don't know, it was just it was a very interesting take that got me thinking on this on this Tuesday morning. Yeah, he was like the second or third best player in the league at that point was he yeah, not yeah i think yeah. you could argue yeah he was people love to hate he was the best player on that team obviously wiggins won finals mvp but <laughs> what a joke KD was the best player on that team but also steph did win it last year so like you got to give a little bit there yeah sure 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 they've just been they got a real issue with this guy jordan Poole. it seems like the warriors are in for a big shakeup. They gave and my that guy man Draymond, a like couple, yeah. couple bucks. <laughs> I saw a tweet this, this morning and it made me laugh so hard. It was like Draymond on his podcast with just a yeah, picture. Yeah. <laughs> and it said something like, 
and my king, LeBron, put up 26, 10, and 8 last <laughs> night. Like, and it talks about Draymond giving LeBron credit after he beat him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Draymond clearly loves LeBron. Jordan Poole, like, that's that situation is just wild. I mean, it's never been the same since Draymond smacked him or punched him. Like, the Warriors, man, it's interesting times in Golden State. Yeah. This is what it is, though. It doesn't last forever. Can you imagine Lakers, Heat? I mean, the seven and, and eight seeds are both up 3-1 to go to the conference finals. We're going towards Lakers-Celtics, right? That's kind of where we're headed a little bit. Oh, I think we're going maybe Lakers-Sixers. Celtics ain't about their life. Okay. I picked the Celtics to go. I hope so. They're not about I'd be fine. Life. As long as the Lakers are there, I'm good to go. Who do you want to win, Lou? The Lakers. The Suns Nuggets is the real finals. I just don't see any way the La- I like the Lakers. I would love LeBron to go to another finals. I would love to see that. I don't know if anybody's beating the Suns or the Suns or Nuggets. Those teams gonna be are, tough. are good. They it's are. It's going to be real tough. But Ty, Lou, what's uh what's going on with the Knicks? Uh they just don't have the talent to compete. They don't have the talent to compete. With the Heat? Randall's getting hot-headed. They're playing the Heat play like a team. The Knicks play a lot yeah, of like good. try to beat this dude. Is that is that coaching? Uh, there's a little it's a little coaching and a little we're getting cold. I mean, we just can't shoot from 3. Guys are nervous, quickly completely fell off. Obi's like chucking threes and it's like that's not winning you a playoff series. Mitchell Robinson or not Mitchell Robinson. Um Duncan Robinson has reemerged a little bit. This guy Struess just is pain. Jimmy Butler's a leader. Brunson is a leader too, but is a little bit hobbled and seems tired. It's bad. It's really bad. And Julius Randle, I love him. He's a really good player, but mentally, he's kind of just falling off a little bit. Soft. He's just getting frustrated. He just gets frustrated, and like that leads to then him just like doing dumb things, like not getting back on defense or letting balls go by him. It's just, it's tough. Those are definitely dumb things. It's painful. Right they coming back? He seems like he's not a playoff guy. He might not be a playoff guy. They coming back? They going to win? No. No, no, no. <laughs> they play at home. They might win at home, and then they'll lose in Miami. They're not going to win the series. It'd be fun. Game five. Then you go back to Miami, but one can pray, but I don't think so. I don't think they got it. I don't know. Nick Celtics would be pretty cool in the Eastern Conference Finals. Be sick. They'd be sick, but they got Spolstra. We don't have spell strip. Yeah. True. All right. Did you guys uh you guys see the news? I'm sure on social this week. Fanatics Live launched social accounts uh, for both uh Twitter and Instagram. And they said that they are taking applications for folks to sell on their platform. Uh, obviously this was announced what was it? Was it the end of twenty twenty two or is it early twenty twenty three? But I know it got announced, uh talked about the app. Um, obviously this is a big step for that and them getting, uh, started here. Just any initial thoughts on, on what it means. So I'm seeing apply to sell with us, join our beta launch. We've kind of talked about it at length. It's just more 360 kind of like how Amazon approaches business. So just trying to keep it all, all in house. Those that will sell on the platform probably get, you know, an inside look in terms of distribution of product. They'll probably get a little bit more white glove um, on the e-commerce side of things based on that being a major part of Fanatic's business. It'll be interesting to see if people have to do exclusive or not, whether they're signing people to deals or not. I think it'll be cool. More options. Yeah, I I would agree with all of those, Ty. I think that's the big, the big unknown is will Fanatic's sign people to deals or is control of the product and some of the access and the behind the scenes enough like how they're going to approach that again the exclusivity or not can you sell on other live platforms obviously there's a lot of them now it's a big part of the sports card business compared to 18 months ago right there's so many half i can think of half a dozen live selling platforms right now fanatics is obviously going to be a big player in that space as this progresses here over the next year or so so yeah what it's going to mean more competition competition's good for the hobby right it it leads to better experiences for both buyers and sellers yeah it's going to be interesting but it's definitely a a a big p you know it got a little bit of 
of buzz initially, but I think it's kind of died down until they, you know, make more announcements on it. But I think it's a it's a big thing for the hobby that that is coming. So what would you let me ask you something, Ryan? As someone that does a ton of breaking, as someone that ships out a ton of product through live breaking, uh, someone that spends a lot of time on live platforms, uh, what like what are some things that you would love to see in the new offering? Yeah, so obviously, just to be clear, live selling. The only app we sell live on is Whatnot. We Correct. I do. Yes, yeah. So a big piece of my business is on Whatnot. I love Whatnot. Um, I have loved working with Whatnot for a long time. Some of the things I like about Whatnot are, I mean, there's a lot of things. The behind the scenes features, the ability to ship stuff so fast, the way their back end it works is incredible. That's one of the biggest reasons we went with them over continuing to sell on like IG live was just makes it all it it's so so easy um that is a big thing for us like to be able to like teach you know be able to run a business with showing people like hey you just gotta click this this and this and this how you ship it so easy it's way easier than any like an ebay paypal all of those options so easy um the app interface that whatnot has now, like the ability to like, we run single sales two t- times a week, typically with like buy it nows. So we put cards up, it's up for like a hundred. You can offer five, 10, 15, 20% off make deals. So like we go live and it's like, just like a card show, but it's virtual and it's twice a week. Right. So I was live last night and you know, we sold 259 cards just sitting there, just, Hey, this is what we got. Hey, make an offer, buying and selling. So that's kind of cool. Uh, then you can also run auctions, giveaways, just like Everything that you want to run as a business incorporated in one app that you can do everything in a two hour period, just to be again, like 259 cards is not the most you've ever sold in a live, but 259 cards in a two hour period, two hour and 20 minute period to be able to move that kind of volume at scale with ease, just like that. I mean, that's, it's a game changer for a business. It really did a lot for like us to be able to buy and sell in, in such a quick turnaround. Um, and again, like I, it's also like an important piece. Like I don't, I can't overstate it enough. Like the people I work with at whatnot are um, amazing. Like I genuinely love working with the people at whatnot. They're just so nice. They're so helpful. Like, again, I'm not oblivious that whatnot gets, has gotten a a rap for some of the things that have happened on the platform over the last two years. I get that. Um, But whatnot, like they, they do care about the hobby. Like, and they're, they're good people. They don't want that stuff to happen. Like, they're not like advocating for it. Like they're, they're really trying. And again, like I talk to those guys once or twice a week, they're good people. It's, it's fun. Like that's why I enjoy, you know, my job so much is like, it's fun to build things and do things with people that like care and yeah. are actually interested in, you know, the work they do. Makes sense. I was going to ask you a couple other questions. We could go on about this all day. Like I, I have no problems talking about it. Uh, yeah. Just uh like, in terms of innovation, um, and I know I, I don't mean to, and I, we just can't put you in a tricky spot of you work with one eye, you can't slander the people you're talking with, blah, 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 of like, what what more can we see? Is it just more optionality that'll push these uh, businesses to innovate? Maybe it's innovating outside of cards, bringing other collectibles in. Maybe it's some community aspects. But either way, I think Fanatics will take a very um, experimental and innovative approach and look to provide a lot of top, top, top notch customer service as well as service to their sellers. Yeah, I think the big thing for Fanatics will be they will have a lot of leverage because of their position in the hobby, right? This is just speaking as candid as possible. Like Fanatics has Fanatics exclusive athletes. You know who's a Fanatic exclusive athlete? Joe Burrow. Is Joe Burrow going to be like, those are things that other people can't make happen as much. So like the ability to get that on there, like, and Fanatics is going to produce trading cards. We'll get into that in just a second. Fanatics is going to produce trading cards. Hey, you want this product early? You want, you know, you want to see this? You want to see how it's made? You want to see, like those things? Like those are things that Fanatics has a lot of leverage in and how they incorporate that into their live selling platform. I think it's going to be the biggest tell on the success of the app. I would agree. But speaking of Fanatics making trading cards, there was a big announcement yesterday. I saw that Slab Stocks uh, had shared. Large news. Large news. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna butcher his name, so I'm just going to call him Wemby. Victor Wembyama. Wemby. Wemby's fair game. Wemby. That's what Wemby. he goes with. And Caitlin Clark 
will have autographed cards in the upcoming Bowman Inception University. I believe Aaron's video, again, don't quote me on this. I think his video said that it was a multi-sport product, uh, but that is obviously big, big news. Kellen Clark uh, took ladies college basketball by storm last year, uh, dominated, lost in the national championship, but still looking forward to watching her play next year. Uh, she's obviously a big personality and I think is going to be a star one day. I mean, she's a star now. And then Wemby, right? One of the biggest prospects, probably since Zion, mm-hmm. uh, major, major prospect. Both of them will have autographs next year in that product. What does this mean for the hobby? My first question was, is this an autograph exclusive deal? That was my very first question in this is, does this mean those two will not be in Panini America products? Or is this just a one-off deal? That's my biggest question, right? Is Panini currently has the basketball license. Does this deal for this Bowman Inception product mean that we won't get prison basketball autographs or NT autographs or those big cards of uh, Wemby in, in there? Like, what does that mean? So just a lot of questions come through my mind. Just wanted to get your guys' first thoughts on that, what what you thought, what you're thinking, and what does this mean for cards? It's obviously gigantic news. Um, I love the idea of a multi-sport product. I want more multi-sport products. I think we were talking about it recently. We need more multi-sport products. Um and now that you say that, like, I don't remember the last time we've really, really had one. That's like a big one. Like we get them from Leaf every now and then we get them yeah. from like, like other companies, but Tops and Panini, we don't see them from as like the last time I remember seeing it was 1516 Immaculate Multisport Basketball, which had Immaculate Multisport. Mm-hmm, it had Devin Booker, uh, Carl Towns and all the UK guys. Um, but yeah, it was multi-sport in there. You could pull like Brady, Michigan stuff. I would... Love to know. I'm looking at the full checklist now. It looks like it's mostly just not mostly. It is all basketball and football. It is basketball and football only. It looks like I, the names I'm looking at look like basketball players and football players. I don't see any other names that I know. I'm assuming you're going to say mostly NLI guy, NIL guys. I mean, yeah, football autographs and yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. I honestly am kind of, and I think this is honestly. Now that I'm saying it out loud better, I'm surprised that it's Bowman Inception that's getting the first autograph. I kind of expected it to be, if it was going to happen, it would be in like a bigger product, right? Like Victor's first autograph would be in, you know, a series one, not series one, but like, you know, Topps Chrome Basketball or whatever. So uh, Bowman Inception is cool. I'm looking forward to it. Caitlin Clark, obviously big autos. I saw some other names too that I recognized. Um like all the big football players and basketball players basically are in here. So it's funny you mention Caitlin Clark, like in Bowman Inception. I thought we talked about this originally. Like the the rumor was always that she was supposed to be in Bowman Chrome University, which mm-hmm. I think comes out this month. And I think that would be cool because that would obviously have like super fractors, reds, oranges, things like that. Well, I think this but has I, that also. But Bowman Inception. So Inception's typically like a thicker side. Think of like Origins football, Lou. That's kind of what the Inception product is. Yeah, but I'm looking... I mean, it's there's blue out of 99, fuchsia out of 75, gold out of 50, orange out of 25, red out of 5, and full fractors 101s. So there's a 101 victor in here somewhere that's going to be worth a ton. And that would be interesting because Inception's not been a chrome-type product, from my understanding. It's been a paper product. And do you think it'll have his French League basketball team on it? Because that's kind of cool. Or will it just be like a regular non-anything? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. That 101 victor is going to go crazy. I think I think Anthony Edwards might be like my favorite player. And here's the saying. The saying is that there was a clip of him talking about Wembyama. And he was like, he's like, we'll see. He's not wrong. He hasn't played, you know, an NBA season and had guys like Kawhi and Paul George. And Jokic and these big dudes banging them every time he gets a biscuit, you know, like ease ease expectations. But you know, there's a little bit about the hype. Obviously, he's he's going to be correct. I just want to like the amount of physicality that happens in that league and the time that it takes for guys to settle in. I think is something that we should be thoughtful about. And I say that also just on the prices that may be spent uh in time and look i hope the dude changes the game and all signs are pointing to that he is going to be a completely different cat 
Um, but Anthony Edwards had just had a good clip of like, I'm excited to see him try to do his thing on a night in, night out basis when you're playing against some of these cats that are just banging you all day long. You watch these playoffs now, like, I mean, guys getting hurt, guys, professionals have been in the league for a while. It's not easy. It's not easy to grind through a season. And I think we just, just want to temper the expectations of his first year. Ty, you talk about tempering expectations. And I think what's crazy is, is the hobby won't temper their expectations. They're not going to, right? Zion was the biggest thing in a minute. Like it was a big deal in cards. It was right before COVID. Like the market was already bubbling. COVID made it explode. We we lived through that. But Zion had, you know, LeBron, I think that's, what was the stat we saw the other day? That LeBron has played more in the last four years than Zion has. You know, you're talking about 35 through 38, right? Like, and it talked about like Zion was supposed to be really good. Zion is really good, but Zion hasn't played a lot of basketball and like big dudes. Like, again, that was the concern with Zion. Could he stay healthy? Like is Zion Charles Barkley or grandma Molly, you know, Larry Johnson, like, is that what Zion's bound for? Like, we'll see, or is he going to be LeBron? And even with the major, I mean, let's just, there's a lot of major losses in cards over the last 18 months, two years because of, you know, Zion PSA 10s, I think peaked at $900. Those cards are like six. What was that tennis right one now. we were talking about yesterday? Yeah. The Serena Williams PSA 10 sold for 14 K under a hundred bucks. Like there's some major, major losses in cards over the last two years. Zion's probably near the top of some of those lists for major losses. And when Victor comes into the league, nobody's going to be like, man, I lost on Zion. Mm. It's going to be like, can't wait to buy this dude. Jokic, two, Jokic 2.0. Jokic, Dirk, Luka all mixed into one. This kid's a real deal. And that's the thing is like, it, it, it makes the cards, it makes cards interesting. But the hobby definitely doesn't care that the last guy didn't work out. It's, it, it is straight gambling. It's, hey, the last guy didn't work out. Oh, well, let's roll some dice God, on it's this It's every dude. year. It's every yeah, year in every 100%. sport. It's insanity. Everyone is the greatest <laughs> yeah. coming. I mean, the gambling industry yep. continues to grow. Speaking of the gambling industry. <laughs> year over year over year, the gambling industry gets bigger. And guess what? They are making money. So, like, yeah, people are going to keep keep going back to it. Let, let me go through this. Easy So, uh, 2023 NBA Rookie of the Year winner, Pablo Benchero. 22, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. 21, LaMelo Ball. 20, John Morant. 19, Luca. That's a good stretch there, 19, 20. But, like, LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton's a player, but Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, you know, like. You know what's crazy? Side note, side note. I was having, I had a conversation with a friend about this yesterday. Uh, this week on Panini's app, for first off the line products, there are two first off the line products that drop this week. Do you know what they are? One of them will drop today. One of them will drop Thursday, I believe. There are two products. Do you want to know what they are? Is it a 2021 basketball product? I can't tell you what they are, but do you want to know? Do you want, you want, we you mean, want to take can't a guess? Tell me what they are. Oh, because it's uh, not like out yet. No, they are. They're out. I'm just, I want you to guess. I don't want to give you any hints. Oh. I was like, why are we playing the game if you're not going to tell us what the answer is? Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, well, I'm not sure. Let's move on. Um, 2021. Some kind of high-end basketball product that hasn't come out yet. I don't know what the name of it is. Like, so there like are Eminence? two dropping this week. One of them is first off the line basketball for 21-22 Flawless. I was close. I said Eminence. That's Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. And they're ending their second season in the NBA. The same week that that Crown Royal first off the line basketball drops with Paolo, Benedict Mathurin, Keegan <laughs> Murray, Jaden Ivey, etc. So in two days, two products will drop from two separate draft classes after, you know, with the final four or eight teams remaining in the NBA. I just thought that was kind of crazy. It just, COVID did a, a, a lot to really mess up some of the production cycles. And I know, again, we've talked about it before. Panini has stated, and I, I was watching an interview where DJ Kazmarek said the goal is to catch that up by the end of the year. Um, obviously, we all can hope that happens, but just kind of crazy to really see it still happening this far along. It's 
It's crazy. Yeah, I feel like we bring that up every like every week. There's another story of like a 18 month old product coming out next week. You know. I mean, we're still into 2022 products. Like, you know, we're still into some of those. Like, we we've we've got a a lot for Picket Purdy. Like, we haven't just think we haven't we haven't got Optic. It's supposed to come out by the end of the month. We haven't got NT. We haven't got Flawless. Like, it's gonna be interesting. All right. Speaking of interesting, there was a video that surfaced on Twitter. Uh, I want to say about 10 days ago, two weeks ago at this point uh, of Evan Mathis. I believe it was on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I don't remember where it went. Uh, There's a video of that Evan Mathis posted. Essentially, it was trimming 101. Yeah. How to trim your cards. <laughs> yeah. How to trim your cards. Uh, it was about a five minute video. I not going to lie. I watched the entire video for the first time this morning. I had seen it, talked about it. I'm like, this is stupid. No, 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 thanks. Didn't watch it. Jason didn't say we're going to talk about it today. And I watched the entire video from start to finish. He trimmed like a Glenn Topps card, old Topps card. Guy's name was Glenn. Makes a reference about that in the video. Um, but essentially in a five minute video shows you exactly how to trim a card does so with this the set the said card um and it is what it is it it's it's trimmed and it, it's wild. it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is it's you look at it and you're like wow this card like it makes the card look good I'm not arguing it's a it's the the right thing i'm that's not my argument here i'm just stating that the card definitely like without the way he does it like and shows it in the video the card at the end you're like well you can't even tell and I think that's a concerning thing here. I, I, I don't understand why you have the video, what the point of it is. I, I'm, I've am i tried thinking about that this morning on like why you would even make such a video. Um, but I'm hoping you two can maybe help educate me on the thought process behind putting out a video about trimming cards uh, in what I would assume is probably one of the most frowned upon things in the entire hobby. Um, uh, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not getting there. I would like to not be associated. I would like to not be associated with rationalizing why people would trim cards. I would like to disavow myself from that. I, I got, I can, I can maybe try to rationalize. I will not. <laughs> One, he probably doesn't care. That's for sure. And he doesn't care. Is that, that what you said? Don't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. Growing up in middle school, I myself and along with many humans, uh, would come into New York City, go to Canal Street and buy fake Jordans and then wear them. And then, you know, if you play basketball on them, then all of a sudden, like, they, like, get scuffed up and you could tell they were fakes. Everyone would make fun of people. Uh, in the art world, there are fake uh, fakes of Rothko this and Basquiat that and what have you. And some have gotten through big auction houses and been auctioned off. Some people buy fakes because they don't care because they kind of look good. And I guess where I'm going is like, I guess you could boil it down in that. What if someone just wanted one of those in their home as a piece to display and didn't care about it being super legitimate and worth anything? Would you pay full so price for I your fake where- Chinatown Jordans? No, that that's the difference. That's the difference. But what but what I'm saying is I don't know like there's a there's maybe a link cuz I'm either like he can go to jail for fraud or he's doing this as like a just cool. This thing is ridiculous. This whole grading situation trying to bring light to it and then just saying maybe I can just make the card nice and people will want it if I'm going to be on the nose about it being a fake. That I can't draw the in between of that. Lou's point is like the most valid though, because it's like you're not getting the trimmed X card, like Babe Ruth, Luke, whoever this big name is. Like you're not getting that card at trimmed discounted pricing. You're getting it at the premium price because you're not trimming a card to take it from a you know a five to a two. You're trimming a card to take it from a five to a nine, and on the vintage cards that you're trimming, the price point on those cards is substantial. It's not, of it's not course, small. Of course. So like, you're not getting a discount because it's trimmed. That, that, that seems like, I don't know. That, that seems like fraud. Like, it seems like, Hey, 
Well, I agree. I don't. That's where I look. I'm not advocating for it. You, I, you just were saying like, can you fair, try fair. to rationalize it? And I'm not sure what he's trying to communicate because it's either like you are a fraud and you're going to go to jail and you're just like maybe off the rocker or maybe he's trying to shed light on like this is happening a lot more and people need to be aware of it. Look how I can make this happen easily. And then on the flip side, like I could see someone wanting a very good looking trimmed card for display if they were paying super cheap and didn't give a crap about reselling it and all that. That was a little like a, that was, no. I, I don't want to be taken out of context. Like I think trimming cards and grading them is, is right. But I could see a world like people would want to buy a fake Basquiat, put it up in their home if it was super cheap and it looked exactly like the real one. And someone comes over and like, I don't give a fuck. It yeah, looks the good. luxury fake market thing is massive. Fake Yeezys, fake, fake, fake bags people all wear the time. Fake, bags like, all the fake, time. fake Jordans, see, yeah. like Folkleys, right? Like I remember going to DC. I remember going to oh, DC yeah, in eighth yeah, grade. Exactly, right? and this, this guy had Folkleys for like yeah, eight bucks. And you're like, Two for fifteen? Shout out Folkleys, bro. I <laughs> Those are hundred dollar glasses, dude. Two for the I definitely Jay had Folkleys in eighth grade, man. For, for sure, shirts. for sure. Like, damn. Dude, that's crazy. Wait, real quick. I just want to say, I, I, Ty. I know what you're saying. Like, maybe he's just trying to shed light. Whatever. I don't know anything about the other part of it, but he was definitely not doing it just for the sake of showing people the comments. He's like very obviously like joking about it. And someone was like, you always said you never trimmed. And he was like, show me where I said that. So got him. Like, I feel like he's walking a thin line. But... It, there's got to be something we're missing in this. I just don't see any reason you just drop a random video on saying like, hey, this is how you trim cards. There's got yeah, like it's I'm got a fraudster. A, like it seems like a dig at some like because. It probably has an impact on grading companies, right? Like, if this is known that somebody that he's done this before on other cards, like, like trimming's been a big deal in cards for a while. This isn't the first time trimming's ever been talked about in the hobby. It's been talked about for as long as I can remember. I've been in it for seventeen plus years. Like, it's always been a big deal. Like, man, what it's what a disaster. Like, I saw it. I'm like, this is. I, I don't even have like I can't even like put it into words like th- I don't see anything good that can come from that video nothing at all yes and I anyone I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the full interview on sports card nonsense he did an interview with Gio like on their show um, apparently he answered a lot of questions so if anyone wants to hear more I recommend checking that out I want to listen to it as well I didn't get a chance to yet I think I'm gonna get off here and listen to that then because I right now we still got a show to do I mean, once we're done, oh, like, okay. I, I want to know. Like, I want to mm-hmm. know why. There's got to be some. I just feel like there's got to be something I'm missing, and why you put out a video about how to trim cards. I think it's also funny that he was in the NFL. Like that just makes me laugh every time. It's just funny that this guy who was running around like blocking defensive linemen is now out here putting out cards on card trimming. What a world! Big piece of the uh, Colts. No, wasn't it Broncos? Uh, Eagles. Who is stink? Keep it moving. Right. Let's go to well, Jason, we have a lot of questions. This week. I think so. There's nine Insta questions. Uh, so again, we're always submitting questions. We're always taking questions via Facebook and IG. Car Talk Pod on Instagram. Car Talk Pod on uh, on Facebook. Uh, so if you guys ever want to get questions in, make sure you guys check out those two groups. Lou, what were you laughing about? He played for six teams. <laughs> oh wow! He played for the Panthers, Dolphins, Bengals, Eagles, Broncos, and Cardinals. I got it. Not the Colts. I got, it. I got some Colts. He does sound like a Colt though. He does, right? All right, Thank so hella fresh. In how many years will cards made in 2023 mm. be considered vintage? Something to think about, Tyler. 30. <laughs> Some time is time. <laughs> I think it's 30. I'm looking for uh, what is considered vintage. Uh, anti- most antique dealers consider an item to be vintage if it is at least 40 years old. 2063? Do you think we're still running around in 2063 or no? I don't know. What do you mean? Just like alive? I'm just saying. Come on. 2063 is a long time from now. You don't worry it's up. AI. You think the AI bots are going to take us out? ChatGPT just might finish me off before that. <laughs> oh, ChatGPT is <laughs> going to make you feel like you're 12 when you're... When you're I haven't doing a lot of AI, Tyler. You'd be, t- you'd be proud of me. I am pumped about that. I am, I am pumped to hear that. Uh, so let's go with 40. I think 40 is a fair 
But listen, listen. 1989, 1989, Ken Griffey Upper Deck Star Rookie. Is that vintage? 1989? Griffey Upper Deck Star Rookie. Is that a vintage card? I can't go vintage on that, personally. 1986 Fleer Jordan. Vintage or not vintage? I think that is like right at vintage, and that would be 37 years old. Right? 86? So... Like, oh, if you looked at Michael Jordan a human, would you consider him vintage? I mean, he's got to be, what, 65 years old? <laughs> That's kind of like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if he's vintage yet. How old is Jordan? 60, 63 years old? I mean, what a question. He's more vintage than not vintage. He's more vintage than not vintage. So he's vintage. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your answer? Is Jordan is a Jordan rookie vintage? Yes. It's like right there, oh, though, right? Man. Yeah. I don't think the 89 Griffey's vintage yet. We got a little ways on that. Agreed. I think if you retired in the 90s, your rookie card is vintage. I like the 40-year line. Yeah, like a, is like a close. Lou, like a Lou is vintage. Jordan's like right there for me. Who's Lou? Lou Elsender. Oh. All right. Let's, next question. Uh, N. Choput. N. Chop it. 23. Favorite card you've picked up recently? I'm trying to just keep collecting my buddy Tosin. Those have been my favorite pickups of late. Mm. So for those uh, listening, not watching, I picked up a Marvin Harrison Jr. autograph. I believe he's only got autographs from like two sets and they're not like Panini Tops Leaf. They're like, uh, this is from True Creator. Um, so shout out to Pac-Man. Pac-Man's actually in this product. He's a uh, card content creator. Uh, but he's got autographs in this, and I found this the other day from a friend uh, who has who had it. It's a one-of-one Marvin Harrison. This dude, I've talked about it before. We're not going to go into this. This dude's special, and he's going to be really, really good, uh, and I wanted to have one of his first cards. Yes. So went out and got a Marvin Harrison Jr. one-of-one rookie auto from True Create. I thought that was kind of cool. He's sick. Great play. He's so good. Uh, uh, HK Sports Card. Thoughts on the NHL draft lottery in CBJ going three, like Ryan called it. See, I told go. He said go Jets. I told you guys uh, on the show before that was exactly what was going to happen. CBJ wasn't going to get one. They weren't going to get two. They were going to get three. And I said that it's not what I wanted. I went out and bought a dang Connor Bedard CBJ jersey off of Fanatics website. Had it here, posted it, and it's about worthless now. So kind of a early pull by you right or no yeah just it's like like how much did you pay for that isn't that a lot of money yeah but think about like this it was no it's no different than like getting a tattoo that says like jets or 2024 super bowl champs like people do that all the time i just didn't put it on my body it wasn't a permanent thing it was just like a temporary thing you would make fun of me if i did that right just so we're clear well, yeah, sure, but if you got a hoodie, I would just laugh at it. Like that's and that's what I did. Okay, I could take it off. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, you know, Connor Bedard, future Hall of Famer. Like it wasn't a statue of him outside a Nationwide Arena tattooed on me. It was just a jersey, just kind of you know, gotcha. fingers crossed. We put kind of hope, you know, hope this in that this speak happens. it into and, existence. Yeah, and it, it just didn't manifest you know? it. Yeah, I thought you did a good job with it. I had no judgment. I thought it was the right. Play. I definitely don't think it was the right play, but it was. Fun. What are you gonna do with it now, though? Uh, I mean. The right answer is probably to donate it. And, you, know. you were going to say throw it away, weren't you? Absolutely. I mean, that could definitely be. No, I think he he was going to stick it in like oh. a bin in his <laughs> one of the storage units. Nah, it's I can't even look at it. It was so disappointing. So disappointing. I wanted that pick so bad. I'm still trying to figure out if Propel is considered a vintage brand or not because I haven't Whoa. seen anyone drink I wish, a Propel. That was so full. Like I could use a little, years, little Propel right now. Just, a little parched. I like Propel. Brax Row, how do you start from small cards and get to bigger ones? Good question. Well, I would say first you watch 140 episodes of Card Talk mm-hmm. to pick up some game. Start in the bargain bin. Uh, Courtney's also made some great little like trade-up videos. But how do you start from small cards and get to bigger ones? I would say by having knowledge in a specific area around... Um, demand so if it's pokemon what are the pokemon that people enjoy more than others and can you go to a place where the people that are selling it do not have the same either 
knowledge or care to have the knowledge because their business may not be based on trying to get the margins on every single card. Um, but not try to do everything, right? So like I may know Penn State players better than Ohio State players. So I'm not going to go into an Ohio State box and be like, that's how I'm going to start. Start with where you have the most passion and knowledge. That's what I would always say. There's going to be gaps. If you go to card shows and you're super passionate, super knowledgeable about something, you'll be able to find arbitrage in that. That's my take. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Starting with what you know is always the easiest, less likely to get burned for sure. Uh, But just also know that it takes a lot of time. It takes patience, right? Like trying to skip steps, it's how you get burned. But um, yeah, bargain bins, buying in bulk. uh, Again, just being willing to learn. It takes time. Like 2006, man, I was buying Tom Brady base cards and filling up Patriots binder. I actually have it over here. It has my home phone number. It says like, if if lost, please call Ryan. It's got my home phone number from when I was a kid. It's got my, my Brady all sorted. Then it's got Randy Moss. It's got Wes Welker. It's got Asante Samuel, right? Like that's where I started. And then eventually you find something, you flip it, you make a couple bucks and you put that and reinvest it. It takes time, but bargain bins, buying in bulk, being willing to learn, it can definitely happen for sure. Uh, all right, card collector one 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 six. Start bench cut. <laughs> John's of Bleaker Roosters and Ryan's local barbecue. Oh, that's great. What's Roosters? Oh, you guys didn't have Roosters when we were here. It's a little like bar food type, like wing spot nearby. Mm. What they got good apps. Go to that chicken spot. Yeah, we went to Hot Chicken Takeover. Yeah, that spot was dope. That spot was good. That spot's that's good. The local barbecue place is my favorite. Rudy's. They were at trade night that night. I remember. Rudy's is legit. It's, they had it's some better fire at the match. actual spot. Yeah, it's actually better at the spot, but that place is bang. Uh, start bench cut. I'm gonna cut roosters for sure. Reg loves that spot. Loves roosters. It just wings. Like I, I love it. Like, but I'm I'm an apps guy, and like, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I want to cut John's a bleaker. Like they only have pizza. Like at least the other spots, like if you're going to eat it forever, you've got to have options. What? I can't, I, mean, I, what? I, can't, I can't play this game. <laughs> I need options, not just pizza forever. But pizza is like the ultimate option. Cause you could put anything on pizza. <laughs> yeah. But roosters has pizza. No disrespect to roosters. There's no way it's as good as John's a bleaker. Yeah. But they have everything like appetizers like i guess i'm saying i appetizers who cares there's appetizers at john's mac and cheese bites you can't get those at john's mac and cheese bites you're like 12 years old i forgot you have the like (laughs) palate of a 13 year old boy like you guys are too funny i don't think i can answer this question this is too hard mac and cheese bites yeah i mean who doesn't love mac and cheese bites what hobby-related podcast content do you guys listen to? <laughs> Asks MLK21. Um, I listen to sports card nonsense all the time. Um, I listen to Stacking Slabs. I follow the Instagram accounts. I'm sure if you look whoever I follow on Instagram, that probably is a good look. Um, yeah. Most of my content is not necessarily podcast-related. Podcast I prefer video, so a lot of my stuff is... Uh, like YouTube vlogs, kind of the same stuff I create, like the YouTube vlogs, card shows, box breaks, that kind of stuff. Just, uh, you know, trying to see what others are doing, uh, good content ideas, looking for different ways to improve. So I like a lot of the the YouTube vlog type stuff. That's typically what I prefer. I'd say my main sources are slab stocks and card ladder daily email. Card Ladder Daily Email, I check out every day. And it's like my own, see the the high sales. Feels like it gives me a little pulse. And then Slab Stock and what Aaron does has infiltrated my feed. I like their work. Big fan. I will say, uh, I will give a couple shout outs here. Um, I have gone on Sports Card Nonsense a couple times and I've listened to theirs a few times. Uh, they are They are funny. I do enjoy... Uh, their personalities. I made a deal with uh, Mike at the National when I met you guys back in the day for a Jim Brown, one of my favorite cards in my entire PC. Um, first time I'd ever met him. Cool guy. Like, again, just like authentic personality. Um, 
he he was joking when I was on there about like both of our wives being pregnant, like just a funny guy, good personality. I I do like that show. Uh, And I will say I have found some, uh, some interest lately in the hobby news with cage. Uh, Cage has made little 60 to 90 second clips on IG talking about the hobby. Uh, and I think those are funny as well. I, 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 I do, I have gotten a kick out of those. So shout out to Cage and then shout out to Sports Card Nonsense. I do enjoy those as well. I haven't seen Cage's new stuff. I got to check that out. It's funny. Yeah. It's like hobby news with Cage is like 60 seconds long, 90 seconds long. And it's, it's funny. Nice. It's, I respect that. It's good. Real damn work, man. Yeah. Huh, okay. That was the most challenging part of the show today. Uh, better buy Steph or Harden? Yeah, easy, easy answer. Couldn't be an easier answer. He might be inferring, or they may be inferring, or she may be inferring uh, prices inclusive and yeah. and trying to nod to a Harden potential championship coming up. Yeah, my answer wouldn't change. Agreed. Yeah, I really don't know. I think the better argument is Steph or LeBron. Like those, those guys are in that conversation together. Harden is not in that conversation. It's like Harden or Harden or Dwayne Wade. What about Steph or KD? Steph. I could give you KD or Harden, but I could. Steph is in the same conversation as as LeBron, as Jordan, as Kobe, as the all time guys of like the last thirty years. But we just we just admitted earlier that KD was like a really big part of the second half of Steph's career. Definitely, right? definitely was. Steph's okay. also won two rings without him. Yeah. Okay. Just checking in. I'm not saying Harden's bad. I mean, he's what sixth all time in three point shooting. Like that's true. Harden's a dog. I think he's sixth all time on three. Big time shot the other night. I gotta look this up because I'm sure I'll be way off in this. Uh, All time NBA three. Oh man, rise guy coming up next. Is it my guy? Here we go. James Harden is fourth, fourth on all time leader stats NBA. Oh, that's uh, that's his playoffs. He's third all time in playoffs. Let's see where he's at in regular season. Steph Curry also number one. James Harden is. A disappearing Third act. in regular season, three-pointers made all time. Wow. Did you know that? That's, he, that's yeah. crazy. Wild. Oh, he was... 2,754. He's 221 behind Ray Allen for second all-time. Huh. Hold past that. That's crazy. So I should probably put some more respect on James Harden name because James Harden is definitely uh, more in some of those conversations. I just, I, I think the bar for Steph is is pretty high. Harden was a one A star in this league like two, three years ago, maybe just slightly before COVID. It was. All right, Charlie Kiernan, Keir, uh, fifteen. Yep, yep. Is Daniel Jones a buy? Shout out to my guy Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator, Card Talk. Uh, guest in the past, Car Talk listener, great human, uh, is offensive coordinator for the Giants. What do you guys think? I like it. Mm, I'm not sure I like it. Mm-mm. I like Mike Kafka, and I think Mike Kafka is going to be a head coach one day, and I think he's a good guy, but I'm not sure I'm going to buy Daniel Jones. I'm not picking them to win that division. I'm not picking them to beat the Eagles. So they're a wild card team to me, and I'm just not sure I'm picking them to go very far. The, the NFC is definitely easier than the AFC. There's no question there. AFC is loaded. Could they do something? Sure. I'm just not sure I'm buying the Danny Dimes hype. All due respect to everyone involved, the Giants seem like a primetime candidate for a big-time step back in year two. They were probably one of the most unsustainable teams. People talk about the Vikings being unsustainable. The Giants are a couple bounces away from me. Now, I also said Jalen Hurts was terrible, and Jalen Hurts was you sure did. Yep. Runner I like up in the, the Super guy. Bowl. I like the guy personally. I like runner the guy. up in the Super Bowl and runner up in the MVP voting. So, um, yeah, you got to take my word with a grain of salt at this point. You know, would sure. you rather buy Daniel Jones or Kyler? Oh God, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think Kyler's out next year. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, he took an offensive tackle to protect Caleb Williams. That's kind of crazy. He was an MVP like five minutes ago. Yeah. Danny Dimes. That's a good question for the chat. Chat, if you see this, comment on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Maybe drop something on the IG. Drop something on Facebook. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get some polls up there. Who would you rather buy? You got to buy one. You got to keep their cards for, let's say, two years. Two years. You got to keep somebody for two years. Who are you buying? You buying Danny Dimes or you buying Kyler Murray? 
Good question. That's crazy. That's even a question. Homer's sports cards with a great question. And this is the last one. He says, there seems to be multiple card shows most weekends within a short drive. Do you think it's better for the hobby to have fewer, better shows that are well attended or as it, or as it is now, having more watered-down shows with less attendance. It cannot be a good thing for the hobby with with more shows with less attendance. That cannot be a good thing. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the framing of the question is kind of broken because you're saying, would you rather have less shows with more people or more shows with less people? Like, obviously. But more shows is better. I think more shows is better because it puts... It's like Fanatics Live coming into the mix. I think more competition... Yeah, like it forces shows to level up. If you have one show that doesn't have to market, that's going to draw the audience, right? Think about no, a that's town. That's a good, good way to look at it. And it only has one restaurant. And then think about a restaurant that moves next door. They got to make sure their shit dialed in a little bit more. Yeah. No, that's a great way to look at it. Like I and I didn't think about that at first and I I actually uh, I'll I'll change it cuz I think you're right on that tie. I think having more shows at some point when the market, this, and this is the big thing with the hobby. It's like when the market slows down, you learn a lot about like who's going to be around and who's not going to be around, right? When the easy money stops coming in, you learn who's in it for the long haul and who was just in it for a, a quick buck. Mm-hmm. And at some point when the market slows down and attendance isn't hot and it's nice. And again, we talked about this before COVID ain't a thing and you're out going to do things on the weekends. Attendance is down in general. Whose show are they going to? And it's going to matter when, you know, if your show only has 15 people walk through the door, well, the vendors are going to go to the other show and then eventually your show collapses. So it's like, yeah, it's uh, it definitely breeds competition. So, yeah, good, good point. I'll, I'll agree with you there. As a guy who likes to pop into a show on a Saturday for like an hour and a half and then go on with my Saturday, I wouldn't hate having two shows to go to on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I just think in time it plays out where. I'm not saying two shows can't coexist, but I think at the some better point show at, will at some time the better show yeah. will win and they'll push each yeah. other. Yep. Yeah. Good question. All right. So we don't have any play of the week this week. We're going to bring it back next week. You know what I think we should bring back next week? What's that? A little post Mother's Day uh, over under. Oh, I like that. We got in trouble for over under. People didn't like it. We haven't done it in like a month. I'm ready. To, it's my favorite thing we do. I'm ready for it. I know I was part of the the drive to do less. That should also mean that most of these NBA series are going to be pretty close to wrapped up by then. Ah, so yes. away. Pain. Uh, here's a here's a quick take for you guys this Tuesday morning. Uh, Mike Greenberg says the Lakers should rest their starters in Game Five because the Warriors are winning no matter what. So why would you waste LeBron and AD? Thoughts? No, you don't give up one in the in playoffs. You no. don't give anybody any hope. I'm off that. It's LeBron James. He can win any game. They were down 3-1. You play. You don't try to get cute. 100%. It's a wild take ask, by Greeny. Yeah, ask the Warriors what th- they thought about going up 3-1, how that worked out. Yeah, uh, they should have rested everyone. I guess Draymond took a rest, right? After he kicked someone in the goat ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, if you guys want to submit Play of the Week, IG, Facebook, Car Talk Pod, uh, should have that back next week as well. So make sure you guys get those in. Uh, but we got latest launch this week, quite a bit of stuff. This is going to be an interesting month. And just to give you guys a couple examples, uh, supposed to be a, a good amount of stuff this month. Uh, you've got Optic Basketball this week, but the rest of this month, this is what's currently slated, just to give you guys a little preview here. Crown Royal Basketball, Kabooms, Prime Silhouettes, Flawless Basketball, we talked about that earlier, Recon Basketball, Top's Finest Overtime Elite Basketball, Leaf Best of Basketball, Optic Fast Break Basketball, Impeccable Basketball, a lot of basketball. Baseball, you got Heritage Baseball coming up, Tribute Baseball coming up, both by the end of the month. Hockey, you've got Clear Cut Hockey, Leaf Art of Hockey, Skybox Metal Universe, a lot of stuff there. And then football, still have some of that stuff coming up. Uh, Supposed to be Optic by the end of the month, but could potentially be NT, I heard. We'll see. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know, big month. This week, Optic Basketball Prism UFC Undercard. It's kind of like that fast break product of the hobby, just not as, uh, you got the discos and other parallels, not as expensive, but not as much upside. Uh, Tristar Hidden Treasures Game Day Greats Jersey for football. Uh, Super Break Pieces of the Past Art and Music. Interesting product. Leaf Signature Series Basketball. Um, And then that's it. 
So nothing super, super crazy. Got a little UFC and Donruss optic uh, basketball. So uh, Prism UFC optic basketball, probably the highlights there, but definitely some unique other stuff. I like it. Do you like basketball? There's cards coming out for you. Facts. That guy knows his stuff. He's not wrong. Good episode. Shout out to everybody that made it this far. A jam-packed one, like we said in the beginning. But we'll be back next week with a lot more. So shout out to those of you that made it this far. See you guys next week. Peace and love. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.